Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Cardinal Coaching Solutions Podcast. Wes Gower here. I'm so happy to be with you. And the sun is shining brilliantly here in the Mid-Atlantic. And oh, my friends, that matters. That matters a lot these days. It is a gorgeous spring day. The windows are open. You'll hear birds outside. Perhaps I uh, might hear some geese honking and who knows what else? Just sounds of life happening around us. And uh, I find that just restorative these days. Yeah. And hope you do as well. Wishing you health and wellness wherever you are. And oh, this this big black crow just uh, decided to hop in the birdbath outside. So anyway, I want to talk to you about this idea that's been rattling around in my soul for probably at least a couple weeks now, maybe as far back as a month. And I've just, I've been journaling about it. I've been slowly kind of putting the pieces together. I'm not sure what it's going to become. I do, uh, well, I've already seen it uh, influence my coaching. And so who knows? Who knows? Maybe some articles, maybe... um, Maybe something down the line, but I want to start to kind of unpack and explore it here. And, and I'm going to give a huge shout out to if, if, if you're a listener, then you've heard me mention my unofficial co-host many times now. But uh, Terrence Coel is a brilliant colleague of mine, a brilliant coach, just one of the most humble, authentic humans you will ever have the pleasure of meeting. And he has been a, um, or he, he and I just just jive off of this kind of energy. And so he's helped me unpack a lot of this. Uh, and so Terrence, my friend, I am eternally grateful to you and so happy to have you uh, in my life. So I want to talk to you about this topic of being found, being found. And I mean that in two different contexts. The first context is finding yourself. Someone who is found, the the ones that I have interacted with, those who are found have a certain groundedness to them. They have a certain walk, a certain presence, uh, a gate, if you will, that is, it's not a striving for kind of energy. It's a knowing energy energy. It's this is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I serve. It's grounded and rooted in an awareness. So that's the first context that I mean by found. The other context is you are being found. So for those who are found, when you have found yourself then you will be found by those who you best serve. That's kind of my, I suspect that there's a correlation, that there's a connection there. That when you have found yourself, then you will be found by those who you best serve. And so maybe this latter part, this second context is... is um, 
you know, maybe from uh, the, the position of a business owner or something, you know, how, how, how do you grow this thing, you know, particularly maybe for coaches? That's what I've been exploring. And, and I'm, I'm going to give a lot of reference to different characters here. Characters like Bruce Wayne and Batman, Elsa, Neo. And actually maybe even one to start with is Strider from Lord of the Rings. The guy who the hobbits encounter in the, in the tavern. So here, here's an individual. Here's a character who is not found in the way that I've described the first sense. He's not rooted in his true identity. He's not living from his place of power. And we'll, we'll unpack all this in just a second here. He's actually on the run. He doesn't have a place. He's constantly on the move. So he is not found. He has not found himself. Now, we know him as the readers. And if you've never seen any of this, and spoiler alert, he's like the rightful king of Gondor. And that is about the extent of my Lord of the Ring, uh, Lord of the Rings knowledge. So he's not living from a place of being found where he's found himself, and he literally does not want to be found by anyone. So that's kind of the one end of the spectrum. And then we have these other characters who I mentioned who who do go on this journey, and this this does. I think connect nicely to the hero's journey. They go on this journey, which is a part of finding themselves and then being found by those whom they best serve. And there are several things that come to mind, and this, this might end up being a part one and part two. And so if this is part one, then I'm going to unpack, I think there's four components to being found. I think it involves a place. I think it also involves a people. I think it involves a power or powers. And all three of those, the sum of those, your place, your people, and your powers, those culminate, those capture your purpose. Your place, your people, your power, and your purpose. Just like a proper old school Baptist sermon. There we go. We got all all of them starting with the same letter. So let's talk about place. If you've ever, well, actually, let's just, let's just pick up on a character here. Let's pick up on Elsa and Neo. What Elsa comes to realize in, actually, in both films, Frozen and Frozen 2, she leaves the castle. In Frozen 1, she leaves in a state of fleeing. There's that dramatic scene with the anthem, Let It Go, where she's walking up the mountain. She throws off her crown, throws off her cape. She's done. She's done hiding. She's done hiding in the castle. She's done hiding from her power. She's done um, trying to keep her powers hidden. And she's fleeing. It's this energy that is a reaction. She, what she's consumed with is, I'm moving away from. Now, in the second film, she also leaves the castle. But this one is a different energy. In this one, she's following. She's not fleeing a life of hiding. She's following a voice that she just can't ignore. And that's energy that she's moving towards something. She's not reacting, moving away from. She's moving towards something here. 
Neo is this character that uh, we're originally introduced to in this just awful looking world of cubicle office life. And he feels a deep tension in his soul, a deep dissonance that this cannot be reality. He is so disillusioned. Uh, actually, I would say he's so disillusioned that he's almost past the point of discontent. He's nearly past the point of searching. He's so discouraged and disheartened by the reality around him. So there's something about his place that is bringing to his awareness like this there's dissonance here. There's disconnect. There's discord. There's disharmony around me. I'm feeling that. And what we see him journey into is he finds his people. He finds his community, his people who see him for maybe who he dares to believe himself to be or dares to believe that um, exists. He finds his people and he begins to slowly step into his power. Yeah, there's that scene where he he is first engaging the agents um, and members of his tribe are asking Morpheus, the, the guide, the mentor figure, what is happening? And Morpheus says something to the effect of, he's beginning to believe. Oh, gives me chills even now. It's so powerful. So he... He's in this place and he finds his people and he steps into his power. And then he slowly comes to the awareness of his purpose and his role. So I think this idea of being found, of finding yourself, I think it begins with your place. And there's a couple questions here that I found just pretty helpful to, to consider. What about your current environment or surroundings may yield clues that are contributing to the tension? If you are in this place of, if, if anything I've said has resonated with you, of yes, there's a dissonance, a disconnect, a, a disharmony, uh, disillusionment, you can't pinpoint it, you don't know what it is, maybe this can be helpful. Let's start with your place. What about your current environment? What about your current surroundings might be contributing to that tension? We're not, we're not throwing any of it directly under the bus. We're not trying to necessarily pinpoint any one of it as, yes, that's it. You have to change that. What might be contributing? And here's another one. What is a belief that you have about your current environment that might also be contributing to that tension? What is a belief that you have, that you've adopted, that you're living out of that might be contributing to that tension. Or here's another one to think of. What is a value you have that you are not able to live out of in your environment? What is a value you have or values that you're not able to live out of in your environment? So those are just a few questions to get us thinking about place. And then people. A couple questions here. Who in your life sees you for who you dare to believe yourself to be. Now, this one for me is just especially powerful because in this world, oh, friends, in this world of platforms and influencers and feeds and channels and 
oh my goodness, hashtags. And uh, listen, you and I are are in a world where, um, or at least most of us are in this world where there the, the opportunity for you to compare yourself, the opportunities for you to compare yourself and take stock of and measure it and try to orient yourself to it, they're endless. They are endless. You hop on any platform, any social media platform exists and watch anyone's talking head video or see anyone's article and it's it can elicit, it can elicit immediate comparison. And so when you go and and dip your own toe in these spaces, and of course, <laughs> if you haven't figured it out, I'm, I'm speaking from my own experience here. When you go and dip your toe in these spaces and you and wow, there's there's immediate feedback. Well, that only got so many likes, so many clicks, so many shares, so much engagement. There's this striving to be seen by who knows who, the committee. But when you pause and ask yourself, who in your life sees you, really sees you for who you maybe even dare to believe yourself to be? Note those people. Note them. Write them down. That activity for me was, it was tremendously freeing because what I found was these are the people that I want to spend the absolute most majority of my time around. How do I spend more time with these people? Because these are the people who see me for who I dare to believe myself to be. And uh, another one here. What do the people in your current environment believe? And how does that match up or misalign with you? What do the people in your current place believe? And how do those beliefs or value, you know, you, you can substitute other things here. What do they believe? What do they value? And how do those match up or misalign with you? And it's not a right or wrong. It's not a good or bad. It's just the first step towards awareness. Maybe there's a belief system here that doesn't serve you anymore. Maybe there's values here that don't align with yours. And that's what's contributing to this dissonance and this discord. You're not trying in these situations with this line of inquiry, here's, here's what we're not doing. We're not trying to change anyone's beliefs as much as we're trying to find and follow your own. You're not trying to change anyone's beliefs. We're trying to get clarity on finding and following your own. So there we are. This is part one of being found place and people. And like I said, this is, this is kind of my first foray into exploring this topic through this medium here. And so if any if any part of this resonates with you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to continue this dialogue. Wes, W-E-S, at cardinalcoachingsolutions.com. And before I forget, I want to shout this out. You know, conventional wisdom probably says I should say this at the beginning, but oh well. You've heard me mention some things before, and I'll throw this in the show notes. Next Tuesday, next Tuesday, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, will be the beta group for the month of May. Beta groups are opportunities for you, anyone. Uh, now, I limit it to four people per group. And so beta groups are opportunities for you to experience what a group session, group coaching session around the hero's journey would be like with me. They're not a prerequisite for uh, joining a June fellowship, but they're helpful and they're super fun. So if you have any interest, if you, <laughs> if, if the, if the COVID climate has 
um, rattled your brain and, and disarmed you and you're willing to do something that sounds just out of the box, then do it. Sign up. It's totally free. It's just an opportunity to come experience it. So I hope you do that. And of course, the fellowships that begin in June. Here's what I've done. This move felt right. It just felt right. I've cut the cost of those June fellowships by 50%. Just right out of the gate. It just felt like the right thing to do in light of what is happening in our world and how everyone is being impacted economically. And so I want, if it's something you want to participate in, then I want to do everything I can to make that possible for you. Um, so again, thanks so much for stopping by, checking in. Um, would love to hear from you and do see the show notes and get outside. Enjoy some of this weather. If you're able to be safe, wash your hands, don't lose hope. <laughs> and we will do this again soon.